Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Well, good morning to you all. I am Bronwen Otukyu, and welcome to Jidea today. Now to our main story. Are you ready? It is groundbreaking news. He healed a blind man in Bethsaida, caused consternation in Capernaum. Capernaum, sorry, back to Judea, and raised gasps in the, get my glasses ready for this, Gerasasins, could Jesus of Nazareth really be the Christ? After three years on tour throughout Judea and the provinces, pre-Passover Jerusalem is agog, agog, with the news that Jesus is about to arrive for the biggest party of the year. <laughs> Let's go now to On the Pulse reporter, Tina Sparkle, right there in the beautiful gate. Leading into the east of the city, Tina, what's the mood on the street right now? Oh. Well, Bronwyn, to say that there's a sense of excitement here on the streets is an understatement. Crowds have not only been pouring down from the Mount of Olives, they've been flocking out from the city of Jerusalem to see the man of the hour, the man they call Jesus of Nazareth. Well, might I just say, slightly unprofessional, who is your hairdresser? Oh, (laughs) I'll give her uh, your your hair number. Okay, I need a new colour, you'll say. Thank you so much. Well, amazing, Tina. We have been reporting on him for three years now, and he seems quite a complex character. What are the crowds hoping to see? Well, Bronwyn, for many, there's a sense here that this guy, he's the one we've all been waiting for in the Jewish nation. His teaching, his charisma, his miraculous abilities, they all seem to point to him being God's man to lead us out from under the tyranny of the Roman Empire. As to his complexity, well... There's a story. I've got unconfirmed reports, both, that he raised a man from the dead. Yes, you did hear me right. And that he's being hunted down by the religious authorities who want to arrest him for blasphemy. So it seems really rather difficult to pin this man down. Whoa, Tina. Impossible indeed. How many in the crowd have ever met the man? Well, Bronwyn, all morning I've been out gathering stories. It's been quite a morning, I can tell you. Uh, Let's see who we've got lined up first of all. So, first of all, Sarah. Sarah, where are you? Sarah the shepherd. There you are. Hi, Sarah. Great, great, great. Come and tell us your story. Oh, gosh, you do smell a bit, don't you? Okay, could you tell us your story? Well, I heard the verse about the new Rabbi Jesus... 
And it rang a bell. It was something crazy that happened to me about 30 years ago on a hillside near Bethlehem. Wow, tell us more. Well, there I was, looking after my sheep, washing my socks by night, when suddenly the sky was lit up by an angel of the Lord. That sounds amazing. Wow, tell us more. This angel told us that the Messiah, the Lord, had just been born in Bethlehem and that we find him sleeping in a stable of all places. And then, would you believe it, the whole sky filled up with angels singing praises to God. I can still hear them now. It was the most spine-tingling moment of my life. I can believe it. So, of course, we went to see if the, what the angel said was true. We asked at all the inns and houses that had stables until we found him. And there he was, lying in a feeding trough, all wrapped up, the anointed saviour of all Israel. That's incredible. What gets me is, we get called low-down stinkers all the time because of the work we do, but we're the ones that got the news before everyone else. I could tell from their accents that the lad's mum and dad weren't local, and they scarpered when he was still a nipper, left town, no warning to no one. It all faded to a distant memory over the last 30 years until a mate from up north caught up with me a couple of weeks ago and shared the gossip about a teacher who's blowing everyone's mind. I've come today to check out whether this Jesus is the same one that I met all those years ago. Wonderful, Sarah. Thank you for sharing your story. Now, while she goes off and gets a wash, we're going to go and talk to someone else. So, Deborah, Deborah, where have you gone? Deborah, can I find you anywhere at all? Deborah, there you are. Okay, hi, 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 hi. Okay, right. So, Deborah, what's your story? Well, I grew up with two of Jesus' disciples, Andrew and Simon Peter. I was a follower of John the Baptist until he was imprisoned and killed by King Herod. I saw John the Baptist baptize Jesus in the Jordan River. It was an amazing experience. At the time, John, the most venerated prophet of the whole nation of Israel, said he felt unworthy even to be Jesus' servant. By my reckoning, if John honoured him that much, then he must be someone really special. From what I've heard, it seems that both John and Jesus were set apart from God even before they were born. Since John's life was so cruelly taken, I've been pinning all my hopes on Jesus. I keep being amazed by what he preaches about the kingdom of God. It sounds so different to the rigid system of rules that the teachers of the law are passionate about. Plus, he tells the best stories. They're funny, insightful, sometimes shocking, sometimes designed to have a pot shot at the powers that be. I struggle to understand some of the things he says, but I can't seem to stop myself from being drawn to him. I've come to Jerusalem to hear more. That's amazing, Deborah. Thank you so much. What a profound story. Now for something rather different. Follow me. Okay, yeah. Follow me. Follow me. Keep coming. 
Keep coming. Yeah, here we go. Right, ladies. Um, I'd just like to let the viewers at home know that in the interest of balance, we must take into account a wide variety of views. Hence, we're now about to speak to some Samaritans. Okay, so, ladies, you've risked a lot to come here today. Um, who have we got? We've got Miriam and Dorcas. Miriam. Um, so, Mim and Dork, for short, shall we say? Okay, who's going to start us off? You know, we're here because we're sort of a hen party. So fun, and we're so excited. <laughs> Our friend Miriam met Jesus, and it totally, like, changed her life completely. She used to be the one of the, well, we're totally not speaking to you kind of women in our village. Yeah, she was totally like none of us wanted to speak to her. Let's just say she'd had an interesting relationship history. We'll leave it there. Well, we won't. She basically hooked up with every unattached guy any of us knew ever and was just being really shady. So, obviously, we'll just leave it there because I mean like her history wasn't that great so none of us were going to talk to her but anyway until one afternoon she came sprinting into the village saying that a Jewish man started up a conversation with her while she was getting water from the well a Jewish man of all people a Jewish man at first we thought she was up to her old tricks again but when she said that he told her everything she had ever done, we realised he was someone different. So we all went out to the well to meet her. And he said the most amazing things about God and his kingdom. He clearly is the Messiah we've all been waiting for. And we've risked everything coming here today. Not because we think that coming to Jerusalem is particularly important, but because we want to give him the good news that Miriam is about to get married to a really great guy and is the life and soul of the village parties now. Jesus has completely turned our whole community around. Yay, Jesus! 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 Thank you so much, ladies. Shouldn't really have been speaking to you at all, but isn't it a great perspective that we got from that story? Now, we've got another rather unique take on the man of the hour, Jesus of Nazareth. Eli, what have you got to say? Well, unlike them... I'm a proper Jew. I did hang out with them once, but they're a bit weird. Anyway, I don't think you can understand Jesus until you actually experience some of his power in your own body. So I had leprosy, so it was disgusting. My nose fell off, and my fingers got eaten by rats, so I had no fingers at all. And look, you see, I was painting my own house yesterday with these. In fact, if anybody likes to come and help me, there's more painting to do tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway... He just spoke one word, and everything regrew. My nose is a bit bigger than I hoped it would be, but it's back. And everything regrew, and I was healed. And it's like he just spoke a word, and everything changed. It was amazing. It was instant. It was completely unexpected. 
That's amazing. Any last thoughts to add? Well, we heard Jesus was here, so we just didn't think it was right that those Samaritans were the only people to come and thank him. So we thought we'd come too. That's wonderful. Isn't that wonderful? What a heartwarming story. Okay, well, we've got one more story for now. Might be slightly less heartwarming, but it's, again, in the interest of balance, as a broadcaster, we feel it's our duty to take in a wide range of views. So let's go and meet a Pharisee. Okay, here we go. This is Reuben. Reuben, what's your take? Well... I have to say I'm amazed and totally appalled that by the, ma- the impact that this man Jesus is having on society. He seems to be trying to overturn our traditional way of life. He paints a very disturbing picture of God as being someone who is more interested in individuals than he is in the historic fabric of our nation. He shows a blatant disregard for Moses and for the law and all that we know was handed to Moses by angels of all things. Who does this man think he is? Son of God indeed. He even allows his followers to break the holy laws, to eat and drink without following the customs that us holy people follow. He stirs the people up against their leaders and elders and he shows no respect for the temple that King Solomon built as a house for God's name. He is a danger to himself and to others. It is well known that if he carries on like this, he'll be arrested and who knows what the Romans will do to him. They are hardly likely to show mercy to a man who's setting himself up as a rival to King Herod and they're likely to crush all those who support him. We're ruled and controlled by the Romans and it doesn't do anyone any good to forget that fact he's a catastrophe waiting to happen not just for his followers but for also for our entire nation I've joined this crowd today in order to try and calm any hysteria that Jesus and his followers may want to create I don't like change and we certainly don't need oh, this I'm sorry I'm sorry um, I'm just getting some more information through sorry Ruben for cutting you off so rudely um, but I can hear yep yeah, it appears actually Jesus is about to turn around the corner interview as you can see behind me the crowds are going wild they've put their clothes out as a red carpet so that he doesn't even need to touch the cobblestones they've gone out into the field to get palm branches so they can wave them like flags over their heads it's going crazy out here uh uh what's happening what's happening where are you tina oh i am really sorry my apologies it appears we've lost the link to our on the pulse reporter uh, uh singing no 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 that's a different program I, I will go back to what I am doing now. So, our feed has gone down. And so now we are doing all we can to restore it. But, in the meantime, uh, I suppose we can only speculate about the amazing scene she must be witnessing. Surely, it's a sight to be seen. We can suppose that Jesus 
and his followers, including those 12 disciples, have dressed for the occasion. They have planned how best to array themselves, taking tips from me. He is likely to be riding rather than walking, making the most impressive entrance that he can. Well, we'll have that connection back in just a few moments. But, well, in the meantime, let's carry on reflecting on what we've heard. The shocked shepherd, the devoted disciple, the enthusiastic entourage, the belated ex-leper, and the rather... Rather, oh goodness gracious me, inflammatory Pharisee. Well, what are we to make of these different perspectives on the man who they say has done more miracles in the last three years than the whole country has witnessed in the past three centuries and more? Oh, it's happening, it's happening, something's happening. Let's head back to Tina. Tina, what's occurring? Am I back? Okay, yes. Well, um, unfortunately, we lost the link just when the most interesting event of the year uh, took place. Uh, As you can see, uh, the crowd have dispersed somewhat, uh, but Jesus came by um, in rather surprising fashion here through the Eastern Gate and is heading over towards the temple uh, to, uh, I think, possibly hang out with some more of those uh, Pharisees. Um, But I have got one more interview lined up just to let us know how today has gone. Uh, Samson, Samson, where are you? Yep, if you come on up to the microphone, Samson. Yep, up you come. Here he comes. Yep, there he is. That's it. Come on, Samson, I want to speak to you. I think you'll need the microphone so people can hear what you're going to say. What a fine horse. How wonderful. Well, Samson, you were here for the entire um, event. What was your take on it? What a letdown. I can't believe it. Why is that, Samson? There I was, waiting with my best stallion, but he's ill, so I've got this one instead. Sorry. And with some of my guys on horseback waiting to go with Jesus into the city. So what I thought we'd do, we'd get a little posse together, okay, send the Romans a message, the strong-arm tactics that they use. Sounds like a very good plan, Samson, but what really happened? I kept a weather eye on the political shenanigans going on. Ever since Jesus became a public figure, and all of the revolutionary types around at the moment, he seems to be the one to strike back at the evil empire... And show Herod who's boss. So many people would agree with that point of view. And blow me down, he only went and pulled a stunt like this. Arriving on a donkey. And an unbroken one at that. How is he meant to make a majestic impression when he's wobbling all over the road like a learner donkey driver? Quite an interesting approach, I'm sure we can all agree. 
It all smacks of Solomon's coronation. And the last thing we need right now is a peacetime king like him. We need a warrior king like Dave. I'm off to tell my boys we need to find a new figurehead, another one. Down with the Romans! Okay, so... Yet another interesting viewpoint. After such a significant turn of events, I think we need to watch this space. Back to you in the studio, Bronwyn. Oh, there's lovely, Tina. Well, that's all we have time for this morning. Thank you, and have a really lush day. What I would love us as a church to do is to just take a moment to reflect on the different perspectives that we've just heard and see if any of them chime with us. Okay, so let's think back. There was Sarah the shepherd who met Jesus a long, long time ago but hasn't really heard much from or about him since. And her, her encounter with him was a really long time ago and, and maybe she's looking to encounter him in a new way again today. Then there was Deborah, the disciple, really loves the Word of God, really loves um, hearing the teaching of God and just really wants to get deeper into God's Word and be more of a disciple. Maybe that chimes with some of us today. Then there was um, Mim and Dork, who've seen one of their friends' lives completely turned around by Jesus, seen the change that he can make to the people around them. And they wanted to meet with him today. And for some of us, maybe that's true of us as well. There was Eli, the leper, who has seen God break through into his life. But he was one of the 10 lepers who didn't say thank you to Jesus at the time. And so maybe some of us might want to take the chance today to thank God for what he's done in our lives to break through and bring change and speak healing when we've needed it. And then finally, there was, um, almost finally, there's the Pharisee. And there might be some of us in here who think, no, actually, I'm not really down with what Jesus says. I wouldn't choose to follow this because I know that it will completely turn my life around. And I'm not sure I want that change right now, but for some reason I'm here in this room. And maybe today's my chance to get to know Jesus. And then there was Samson, poor old Samson. He had these expectations of what Jesus would be like. And for some of us, We've had expectations. We've wanted to step up. We've wanted to support God in what he wants to do. We've wanted to be on his team. But maybe he's disappointed us. He's not met our expectations. And so for some of us, we might want to come to Jesus today with that memory at the front of our minds. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.